Thank you for tuning in. I don't know if we call it tuning in when it's a podcast, but let's go with it. This Thank is... you for owning a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want to say. This is our new show leading up to the most exciting election of all, I think. Yeah. And we're called I'm Usually More Professional. I'm A.H. Cayley. I have a background in uh, media and politics broadcasting, and I promise I'm usually more professional. Joe Hildebrand, how are you? Hi, I'm great, thanks, Ash. I am. Um, I'm not usually more professional. In fact, the name of the show came from an email I was sending, apologising for being late, in which I said I'm usually more professional, even though that was in itself a lie, <laughs> which is in itself unprofessional. Look at us pulling back the curtain already. I know. I know. Showing everyone how the sausage gets I'm made. Just an open book. Yes. Just read me. <laughs> Speaking of segues, Sam Dastiari. Yes, how are no, no, can I get my official title? Disgraced former Labor Senator. <laughs> right? Like, like we, we're going to do this. We're going to do this properly, right? That's like, right. you know, I love how they said, "Hey, political podcast. <laughs> who's this loose as shit? Right? <laughs> who's the person we know who's most likely to say anything, anything That's on right. podcast? Sam Dastiari. Yeah, come on down. We need to get the Howard Castell introduction. And now, from all the way in Canberra, it is <laughs> yeah. Shanghai Sam. Sam, <laughs> you know a lot. That's about right, boxing. Right. Ni hao, ni hao. Um, but yes, <laughs> it, it is actually great to be here. It is, you know, we're, we're recording. Good? And then we've got nothing to lose. We're all disgraced. Nothing to so. lose. Oh, I think some of us are more disgraced than others. Yeah, oh, I no don't one... think I'm disgraced <laughs> at all. But... <laughs> oh, screw you. We haven't, got, we haven't got to the end of the podcast. Maybe I am by association. Um, look, this week, I think perhaps the most uh, relevant, the biggest thing that's happened in politics is, of course, the budget. Now, I think we'll leave it to less disgraced, more professional shows to um, look into the actual topics within the budget. But, Joe, mm. you were in the lockup. I was in the lockup, yeah. And more importantly, I was there when the sausage rolls came. Because oh, if you're not, yeah. Because yeah, what happens for a newcomer to the lockup, there's no, you know, there's, there's, there's no microwave ovens, you know. It's not money for nothing. And if you miss the sausage rolls... That's it. You're that's fucked. it for the rest and of you the don't, night. That's right. And you're and, and you're in there till seven thirty at night, and then you come straight out and you start drinking. So you can't eat then either. So the sweet spot is when the sausage rolls come. And of course, if you miss it, there are either no sausage rolls or cold sausage rolls, and there's no way. Okay, so I don't know if people understand what a lockup yeah, is. Yeah. So why is it so important that you get those sausage rolls early on? What does the lockup involve? Okay. Well, so the lockup is basically a form of a command and control exercised by an authoritarian police state <laughs> to force sure. an otherwise free and independent media to do whatever it tells it. So um, the, the idea is basically, okay, in what other society would you have a bunch, like you have, you've got the most important financial document of uh, a nation, the budget, right? Something's incredibly complex, which plows through huge numbers and the, the fortunes of the whole population depend on it. You know, I mean, this is something that guides the whole economy. And so what do you do? You round up a whole bunch of failed fucking art students who became journalists because they couldn't get a job anywhere else. Uh-huh. And you, you lock them in a room and you basically force them to try to understand it. So, so it's saying, right, okay, this, see how it says one plus one? That makes two. Yes. And then, and then, and then it says, oh, you're just saying that. I dropped out of um, my arts degree uh, because they made us read the Odyssey. Oh, no, really? not sorry, not the Odyssey. I liked the Odyssey. They made us read Ulysses, and I was like, "No, nope, out, out I go too Odyssey. much." Ulysses is the Odyssey. <laughs> That's why you failed. No, Ulysses is, is the character in the Odyssey. No, Odysseus no. is the character. No, Odysseus is the character. Ulysses, the, the James no. Joyce no. book, guys. Oh, okay, that does check out. You yeah. idiots. Sorry. I got half okay, an arts okay. degree. Okay, no, anyway, no, one, but, no one has read Ulysses. Okay, so, no my, so my point is I dropped out because of that and people who are very similar to me are in this room trying to comprehend a budget. Yeah, that's right. And no and no one can. So the idea is so it's basically so that journos who are all numerically illiterate mm-hmm. can um, try to get their heads around it. Also so that there is no other outside similar. So you come in, you have to hand over your mobile phones, you cannot have anything that has any contact with the outside world, if if you're newspaper, we can't even get into our archives. Um, there's uh, and and so you can't actually check anything in the budget. You can't check unless you've brought something physically in with you. Like some people will bring in last year's budget papers in with them, but that's just for show. They don't really know mm. how to use them, but um, or, or what they wrote the year before, like old newspapers and stuff. But you have no way of verifying anything that's in the budget until after you get out. And then, of course, it's 7.30 at night by the time the Treasurer makes a speech. So you can't, you don't really have time to check that for the next morning's paper anyway. So it basically guarantees that the government gets at least one day of positive coverage right. for the budget because that is 
that is the only material okay, you I have. was there during the Rudd-Gillard years, and that we struggled even those days to get good media. <laughs> but while you're locked up, see, while Joe is locked up, right, yeah. what actually happens outside is there's a vacuum. There's yeah. nothing yeah. happening outside because all the important big – I mean, if Joe gets in the lockup, right, mm-hmm. like this is bottom of the barrel, right? <laughs> so anyone more important even than Joe? Even Joe Hildebrand is in the lockup. Like, even, the, even the comedians are in there. Right? That's right. But so outside, there's just this vacuum That's for right. one day, which is budget day. Budget day, my favorite budget day was 2017. The night before was Bill Shorten's 50th birthday. Right, and we as a kind of party, party, party. We had a caucus party. So as a kind of joke, I asked my mate Lawrence Mooney to come up from Canberra, mm-hmm. right? Name to drop. come up, name drop. I'll pick that up. That name, <laughs> there it is on the floor. To come up, and he goes, "Oh yeah, he was going to do this impersonation of Malcolm Turnbull. He'd never done it in public before. Wanted this impersonation. He does it to as a kind of joke thing at Bill's fiftieth to the Labor Party caucus. He kills the room. Like this is a guy doing the Prime Minister in the perfect room. Yeah, you're just letting random people off the street into the Labor Party caucus room these days. Is that pretty what, much? Pretty much what, for Bill's fiftieth, right? As a kind of joke surprise present. Afterwards, we decide we're going to go and get shit-faced. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like sure. top 10 times I've been really drunk was yeah. the night before the budget, 2017, drinking scotch till like 4 a.m. in the morning, right, you know, 4 or 5 in the morning. And I say to Lawrence, I said, mate, to Mooney, tomorrow morning you should do a press conference as Malcolm Turnbull. He goes, that's a great idea. Go, <laughs> this is fantastic. Great idea, blah, blah. I go home, pass out, right, phone's ringing at about 7.30 in the morning. It's Mooney saying, oh, mate, I'm all dressed up. I'm ready to go. I've got the outfit and costume on. Are we doing this? Are we doing this? What do you expect you to be? I I called Bill's office, say, hey, remember how funny he was? Hey, maybe we should do a press conference with him outside Parliament, you know, where the doors are, dressed up as Malcolm Turnbull. Because, yeah, they're they're actually quite good about it. So I put out a press release saying I'm holding a press conference with Malcolm Turnbull, a.k.a. Lawrence Mooney. All the journalists who were, like, around come. Right. So did you say in the in the press release that it was Malcolm Turnbull? I, I said Malcolm said Turnbull, Mooney. open brackets, Lawrence oh, Why did you do that? That uh, kind of ruined it. Okay. So they all come and Lawrence is on fire. Right? He does this whole stand-up routine. He does all this kind of material. That is where his stand-up character actually got born when he realized, I can take this on tour, right? Yeah. It was from doing it at Parliament House. And the guy, he was... I introduced him, and I'm a wreck. Like yeah. I, I look like now, like I've been, you know, like, like I had a big one last night. Like I did not look good when Death I was doing up. this. Death warmed up, terrible, right? And Lawrence looks fantastic, and the journos are asking him real questions, right? And what ended up happening was because every senior journo, like Joe, on budget day, it's actually a really important day, cannot report anything till seven thirty. Fake Malcolm Turnbull ended up dominating the news. Right? So, fake Malcolm Turnbull was actually more effective as a communicator way than the more, real, the real way Malcolm more, Turnbull. Right? Way more. And that's how the um, Lawrence Mooney uh, impersonation character wow. got born. Wow. Did about, why didn't you just night? use him? Why did you blow your cover? Why didn't you just use him to you know call up Ray Hadley every time you wanted the government to implode? I mean, it's yeah, doing a pretty good job on its own that's already. Right, that's right. That's right. We didn't feel we needed to get involved in the Malcolm Turnbull train wreck collapse. But, but there you have it. That is how a character got born, with another piss night before the budget with me. So that is the only good thing to have come out of a federal budget is Lawrence Mooney's Malcolm <laughs> Turnbull impersonation. That's what you're saying. That's how it came out while there's a lockup. Okay. I think that's the I think that's the take home. But no, budget lock. So you were there yesterday. So I was there as well yesterday. But I Where think- were you? In the lockup? No, I was in the bar. Well, um, yeah. okay. Tell us about that, Sam. Okay, let's I just thought- go through, right? A lot of bad life decisions have led me to the point where I'm in a budget in Canberra for God knows what my job actually is, but somehow related to a bit of work. A uh, podcast host. Podcast host. Professional podcast You're host. You're welcome. Doesn't that and, look great? Um, you see. That's right. That's right. That's so right. I was a senator, looks, but now I'm a professional that's podcast right, that's host. Right. I went from disgraced senator to yeah. podcast that's host. A, this is a real step up for me. a common journey. That's right. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of great life decisions. So I was at the bar, but yeah. I'm not drinking. Why? Right. Well- I think I think what well, part of disgrace don't you understand? The whole point of being disgraced is you turn to the bottle. You yeah, turn to the- I, I think I'm at a point now where, and once I start telling you some of these stories on this podcast, you'll probably realise why it's best for everyone in Australia that I stop drinking. So I'm not drinking, and I'm at the bar all evening with these, you know, talking to some Labor people and working some stuff out and planning some stuff for the campaign and all these other things, and you realise just how pissed yeah. everyone in Canberra gets. And last night in Canberra. Right, last night was one of, if not the loosest nights I've ever seen in a city. And this oh, is a yeah. city. Let's be clear. 
it's been proven to have by its own water supply more drugs in the system yeah. than any other city in the country. Because you need them. I if did. If you live in Canberra, you need them. I did my 27th, 27th birthday in Canberra. Uh, my uh, producer. <laughs> no, yes, Mooseheads. Yeah. Starting off at Treehouse. My old producer, uh, when I was hosting the back row on Triple M, which was our rugby league show yep. a couple of years back, um, Felix is also a professional DJ. I know Felix. You know Felix? Felix yeah. does the um, green, red, uh, not that I've ever been there, but at Scary Canary, they have these like um, That's right. song disco where you put headphones on and you dance, and Felix DJs that. Also, oh my I've God, been is told that a by camera others. Thing? No, it's no, a no, no, it's, it's a Sydney thing. But anyway, so he was. <laughs> what is going I'll on take you. you. I'll Wait, take you. Long? He was going to be DJing down in Canberra, and I was like, all right, well, I'll go along. This will be fun. Birthday weekend. And uh, got in there. The, his name sort of went up in lights behind him. And I thought, okay, yeah, he's a DJ who some people know. No, it was like homeboy, you know, returning for his homecoming. Everyone what, was so like, he's a big oh, deal. my God, it's a big DJ deal in Felix. Yeah, anyway, I got so drunk because I was with Felix. Instead of kicking me out, the security guards would just – I kept falling over. I was wearing very high Felix, heels. Right. and was, Yeah, the security guards at one point um, came up – and I won't say that particular establishment, but they came up behind me, just sort of picked me up by my armpits and let me oh. go straight to the bar. I woke up the next morning with 40 – bruises all over my body very little recollection we worked out later that i had my (laughs) we worked out later that that old oh no i think i got my drink spiked excuse was actually accurate i did indeed get my drink spiked while i was in canberra but you know what really had a great time i was gonna say did getting your drink spiked actually make canberra Better. I had the best bloody time and I had friends around me. I said, hey, look, did any, did I sort of go off anywhere at any point? They were like, no, you were so with yeah, us the whole totally time. Went off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, like, you had your drink spiked in Canberra yeah. like, by somewhat public servant, I assume. <laughs> Canberra, is like, Canberra is just like the druggiest place on earth. And, and all you have to do in Canberra, the reason they're so nice is because anyone who can do anything is like a novelty. Oh. Like anyone is who, that how you got into Parliament, Sam? <sighs> pretty much, pretty much. Sam is actually lobbying on his phone right now. He's yeah, got his yeah, mobile yeah, phone yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's I taking wish, calls. I he's setting I up wish. meetings. Yeah, yeah, I wish. Um, but I we, wish. Um, but look, one of the years ago when I was in – I don't know why I keep ending up in Canberra. It's just terrible. But I just seem to be constantly dragged back there, always against my will. But um, I met this guy who said, oh, yeah, I'm the only white male rapper in Tuggeranong. <laughs> <laughs> And that was his. And that was his claim to fame. Yeah, that's his. That was his claim to fame. And he's like, oh, that is awesome. Well, respect. And so I just put him. To okay. But I, camp- last night was pretty wild. I was at uh, public. Went off to about four or five a.m. Because this is what's happening. Right? Yeah, I was there. Well, okay. There's an election, right? Yes. There's an election coming. Is there? Well, assuming so. When Sam? Well, who knows, right? Probably going to get called this weekend, right? You assume, yeah. right? Maybe Friday, maybe this weekend. Who knows? And pr- maybe for the eleventh, maybe for the eighteenth. But there's an election. And there was a whole bunch of people from around the country who have come together in Canberra, staffers and others, who are not going to see each other. Some, depending on the outcome of the election. So, you know, mm. if you're going based yeah. on the odds, probably a Liberal government loss is on the cards at the moment. Nothing's for certain. But probably never going to see each other again. Yeah. So this is their one last wild party yeah. on the taxpayer. Right. It's loose as shit, right? Yeah. And, okay, budget night is normally loose to begin with. You throw in last week, right? Yeah. This is the this is a place where people are doing shots till five a.m. in the morning, but everyone's still getting a receipt. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw some corporate guys go. Said last night at the realm, right? This guy from a very very like top ten yeah. company in Australia goes, goes, fuck it, get the bottles out. I'm yeah. shutting the bar, and he, I don't know, maybe thousand bucks or whatever. He goes, I'm shutting the bar. This and that. He's and I'll, I'll get a receipt for that. Thank you. <laughs> That's what happened. I, I woke up this morning after, and I've got like ten missed calls, and the people I've driven to Canberra, driven home with other people because they just thought I was missing. But anyway, but um, but like everywhere else, after a big night, you wake up and you sort of, you go through your pockets and stuff falls out and you're not sure, you know, there might be this like ticket stubs or you look at your hand and there's a stamp on your hand. And you think, mm. oh, what's that for? Where did I go? Or there's a wristband. Moosehead. You went to Moosehead. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you sure you didn't get where's, your drink spiked as well? Whereas when you, have a, when you get drunk in Canberra, you go through your pockets the next morning and take out all the business cards that were handed yeah. to you the night before. It's like, oh, how did I meet the vice president of the Young Liberals? You know, and it's just, <laughs> it's just weird. And I just, and the whole city is, the whole, I just do not understand. I can't trust anyone who designed Canberra to run the country. Like we go to the, the hotel in Canberra and 
And the guy says, you know, I've, I've driven up with a couple of people and, it's, and he says, oh, let me explain to you how the car park works. Like, hmm. in no other city on earth do you have to explain to someone how the car park works. Everyone knows how a car park works. It's simple, but not in Canberra. Yeah. So in Canberra, Full of you, have to, you have to go down and someone will give you an entry ticket and then they'll have to come back to reception and then they'll give you an exit ticket. It is impossible for someone to fuck up the design of a car park so badly mm. by accident. Like someone actually sat down and thought, how can I make this as completely and utterly backwards. I, there's words I just cannot use to describe. Like It's like Parliament House. Parliament House is designed to make you get lost. I've been to every single budget lockup every single year for the last 15 years, and I still could not- 15 budgets? Yes. Do you know you there's get 25 no... years in Sydney for murder? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I've actually been, I've actually been locked up you longer. You fucking loser. <laughs> I've been locked up longer than the average New South Wales sex offender. <laughs> well, I think we're covering the, the hard topics on this you one. You lose a 15 budget. Yeah. Yes. yes. 15 of them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been every year, every year since 2004. Okay, because you know what used to happen? There used to be this thing called ottering. Yes. Ottering. Ottering. That's big in the gay community. Okay. No, you're thinking you're of cubs. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, ottering here orders. is when Treasury officials get pissed off their face, go down a set of stairs, yeah. right, with, with budget papers laid out, right, on budget night, because it's like the first night that you've been allowed to drink, oh. and make ottering noises. Otter noises. I didn't know that there what? were budget papers involved because I knew there was ottering, where, but it was down the staircase at graphics. Yeah. There's budget but papers. You put the budget papers on the thing. That just slide it, down. Because that's, I thought, I remember thinking to myself, God, that'd be really painful. Sorry, yeah, guys, rewind, rewind. I, and most people listening, know nothing about ottering from the start. Assume I'm an idiot. Well, can you tell us the what gay is one ottering? First? Tell us the gay ottering. I was actually just a throwaway joke, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there are, yeah, there are otters that, you know, you have bears, cubs. Bears otters cubs. is a what thing where you're sort of less berry and a bit longer. So halfway and, between and a bear and a cub. That's my understanding. Isn't it just of like it everyone? As yeah. a straight so woman. I'm an otter. But anyway, you're guys. I'm a, I think I'm Sam's a, a bit more of a cub. You're not a bear. I'm you're not big enough to be a bear. You're barely big enough to be a cub. Oh, I say. I'm taking my shirt off right now. I just didn't need he any is. Sam is taking his shirt off <laughs> right, right now. And Thanks, and, mate. And, and, and then the podcast ended. Um, okay. Ottering is this act that was done and still gets done a little bit, but nowhere near as much as it used to be, mm-hmm. by Treasury officials as a ritual on budget night. So they've been working their asses off many, many days, endless, no sleep, because it's all done right at the last yeah. minute. So the last month for Treasury officials is a very, very hard month because there's a whole team that's based around de- delivering the budget. To celebrate after they have their budgets been handed down, the media's been done around 8, 9 p.m., they go and hit the bar. And the act of ordering is where the stairs at a famous hotel in Canberra, they put- Name the, it. Uh, it's the, Wasn't it the Graphics Nightclub Graphics in Nightclub in Kingston, yeah. yeah. Is that I with think, an I don't X think it's there at anymore. the end? Yeah, no, of no. course it is. Knew it. Yeah. So you'd put the, um, you'd put the budget papers down the, the stairs, mm-hmm. and then Treasury officials would take their shirts off, right. put their hands behind their backs- yeah and slide down if it was your first budget, right? Making the noise of an otter. And it was called ottering. And and then it ended because the place shut down and also because mobile phones were invented. Yes. (laughs) And also, I mean, it's kind of (laughs) self-evident. I mean, it's just... It's like, how did did these people not go to the apex of the evolutionary pyramid? These are a bunch of people who were not getting laid that time. So, guys, the election date uh, at time of recording has not been announced yet, but what we know is that the election ads are definitely going to be kicking off soon. Oh, they're done. They're in the can. They're in the can already. So they're going public. How soon do you think, Sam? Okay. So you break them up. So the first couple of days, you're going to get the really shit ads that no political party actually wants to run, Mm -hmm. which is the positive ads. Right. right? So it'll be a Scott Morrison walking down the street, wearing a cap, whatever. And a white runner. Bill, love him to death, going for a jog, walking around with the family, saying, my positive plan for Australia is this kind of... They run for four days. (laughs) My positive plan for Australia is to kick the Prime Minister in the nuts. (laughs) God, I would pay to see that. And then then after about four or five days, they flip the switch to negative. And right. that's when the cool shit happens, yeah. right? And everyone, and by the way, oh, everyone says they hate negative ads. You know why political parties do negative ads? Because they, they work. fucking work. I have Thank sat you. through yeah. focus groups, right? Yeah. When I used to run the Labor Party, I've <laughs> got uh, another part of my long failed career. Um, 
So you sit in focus groups. And so there's no focus groups are where you pay people 60 bucks who know nothing about politics and ask them their opinion on how healthcare in the country should be run. Right. right. So you're sitting around and you show them these ads. And we show them these like horrible attack ads on local candidates. And then they say, we hate them. We hate these ads. Why can't you be positive? We hate these ads. And then at the end, they go, yeah, but I'm not going to vote for that awful person. Right? They work. Yep. Yep. Right? They work. Right. No one likes them. They work. Yeah. So then the bit I love, and you, anyone who's listening to this will notice this. Next time you see an attack ad, right, listen in for the background noise. So we had these Americans come out. Right for the Kevin 07 election, mm-hmm. they're actually the pollsters. But so what you're saying is that Kevin Rudd took jobs away from hardworking Australian <laughs> marketing experts. <laughs> yeah, yeah hardworking Australian definitely, political manipulative operatives. Yeah, they did. They did. We brought some hey, Americans in. Hey, having done that job before, yeah, no, 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 we brought we some Americans in, and all do these Australians the were cash. given really good jobs in um, installing pig bats. <laughs> too soon. Ooh. Too soon. Um, okay, so yes. so there's a drone. The negative ads now to actually be more effective, and the research showed this makes them more effective. There's a, and then while there's the yes. there's the drone. So okay, Joe, do the drone. Scott Morrison's tax cuts are nothing other than blah blah blah, and just go the attack. See, it makes it while way Scott more. Scott Morrison helps his rich mates, working families are dying in the gutter. Oh, wow, that's good. Do you want four more years or three more years? Okay. Uh, one more year of this prime minister. Is that one more year? Who knows how long? Five more weeks of this government. <laughs> Someone um, give me a drone. Right. So, okay, Someone give me a drone. Scott Morrison shat his dax at Engadine Maccas in 1997 after the preliminary grand final. Authorised by A.H. Cayley. I'm yes. more professional than Hang this. Hang on a minute. Have you ever been to Engadine Maccas? Yes. I yeah. went there last week and filmed myself oh, asking them the question. Of course you did. Yeah. Just for my friends. I didn't put it on social media. Just, just for my friends. Just saying you're going to... Like, if you have Maccas after a big night, that is what is going to happen. You know what? I'm so gonna, no, let's but not I think judge. the issue let's is that he hadn't judge. had... We've all he tried. hadn't had the Maccas yet. He was in the queue, is my understanding. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no, no. I, I, I've seen Zapruder's tapes on this. <laughs> the, the I, I, I am. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I am going to play you. The muddy hole. I, I am going to play you myself at Ingerdine Maccas last weekend ordering food. Oh. Can I get a large skim flat white and a large long black? Is that all? Yeah, I was going to say, hey. Everyone's talking about this thing about the Prime Minister. Is it true or is it just a rumour? Um, actually, no one actually knows. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Good to know. Thank you. Yeah, that's okay, right. So, really, yes, I, the science is in. Yeah, that's right. The science really is in. People don't know. It's not settled. Yes, so I have been to Ingerdine Maccas. Thank you very much. Gee, I came ready for that. I sure hope the Labor Party uses this as part of their smear campaign. <laughs> But it is absolutely true. I spoke to a um, years ago. I spoke to a, 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 an ad maker campaign strategist for um, the Libs, and he said the exact same thing. He said, "If you want," he said, "Say, say for example, you got two brands of soup, right? And and you want you want the customer to buy your brand of soup and not the other brand of soup." So you can say, oh, "Oh, our soup's tastier, or our soup's healthier, our soup's better for you." Yeah, maybe they'll listen. Maybe they won't. But if you want to make sure the customer buys your soup and not the other guy, all you have to do is say the other guy's soup has rat poison in it, mm. and that is and that is what and and it works. And well, why what do they the put rat poison in the? Well, they put rat poison in the soup. <laughs> well, this sounds a lot to me like uh, I think it was Nixon and LBJ where Nixon. Um, are you going to do the whole fucker theory? Yeah, put it, no, it was no, a no, chicken, no, was, wasn't LBJ it? Said, yeah, no, LBJ said, no, LBJ said, I want to see him deny it. Yeah. Yes, I thought it was Nixon saying that LBJ. Well, anyway, no, for no. you at home, what we're talking about is a rumour being put out that your opponent fucks okay, chickens want, or pigs want, or whatever it is. Okay. And the whole point is to make them rebut it. That's exactly right. That's it. So this is what I call the Lyndon Johnson hogfucker theory. And it was when Johnson was running for, I think, governor of Texas, maybe. Um, and it was his opponent was a, a, a pig farmer. Mm-hmm. And Johnson, this is how the, the legend goes. That's right. And Johnson's behind in the polls and his, his advisor going, oh, God, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? You know, we're, we're screwed. We can't come back from this. You know, what do we do? And Johnson's just sitting there. This is how I like to imagine it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what to do. My, you know, my boy, that Bill, Bill, right? He's a hog farmer, ain't he? He's a hog farmer. Oh, I'm I want so you to glad get out there's there. an accent. I want you to get out there. You tell everybody you know. You tell their mamas, their sisters, their pappies, their grandpappies. I want you to tell everybody, every journalist, every operative, get it out there. He fucks his hogs. And if I just go, what? Boss, what are you talking about? We can't just go around and tell them. We're never going to be able to prove that. And LBJ just looks at them and says, son, I don't want you to prove it. 
I just want to hear him deny it. Yes. And that yep. is and, and that is another great political achievement. And I actually told that story to Kevin Rudd oh, really? on a plane. Um, and uh, I think it was at the end of during his Fork in the Road tour. Um, before, yeah, the Fork um, in the Road before tour. Before the Road tour, uh, but he was still opposition leader. And um, and and Rudd just sort of you know looks and nods his head, and, and then he picks up a copy of the Australian, and, um, and John Howard had I think written an op-ed and said, and the headline was, "I am not an extremist, Howard." And Rudd just looks at it and then looks at me and points and goes. Hogfucker theory. Yeah. <laughs> and it was true. Once once um once, once you that idea is yeah. out there, you can't put it back in the can. Whether or not mm. that can has got rat can't poison it, in it or not. I can't put it back in the pig. And God. the other thing too is the whole like pulling ads off takes days. So you can say anything if you can get it approved through this right. process to get them approved. But the process is really just about whether they're properly authorized or not. They're not looking at defamation in that process. That's a post event. Yeah, and, that's you right. And these are good problems to have, they say. You win an election and you face a defamation suit afterwards. Guys, do you think we'll ever see a, like, Gough Whitlam, it's time style campaign again? That sort of super optimistic, I feel like Australia... Yeah, do you know, you do know how the Whitlam government ended no, that? I do, that's a that bullshit had... myth, right? No. This is a myth that's been created over history. They ran dark and dirty like the Labor Party. One of the most dirtiest things campaign 72. This is mythological that people look back and go, oh, it was so beautiful and it's all about this and that. No way. They were ripping about the sex lives of, of Liberal Party MPs. They were, they were all over the shop, but somehow it's all kind so, of been seen then as... Then they emulated the sex lives of yeah, Liberal Party MPs. I'll rephrase. Yeah. Do we think, not a campaign like that, but do we think we'll see an Add like that again with its sort of very twee, optimistic. Now it's just kind of like, yeah. I'll do this for you, is as positive as it gets. Do you think we'll see something that's saccharine ever again without just completely laughing at it as a nation? I wonder if you could ever actually find a candidate to build a campaign like that around. I, I, I think we're probably looking at the death of the statesman right. in politics because there is so little privacy. There is um, so much cynicism in the electorate. So people don't believe that you're just a nice family man with the two point five kids and the puppy dog, and and there is and there is no one who will have a clean history, um, or indeed a history that can't be completely mined for every single um, every single gaffe, every single uh, indiscretion, um, every single you know every single drug you've taken. I mean. Mm. I mean, they did it. They did it with you know Obama. He was, and he'll probably go down in history as the last one. I reckon. Yeah, I don't even know if, if he, he really got through. I mean, he was, you know, the, just the right person at the time. No, but look, you know, it's all bullshit, right? This idea there was this mythical time when politics was clean and yeah. pure and this and that, right? No, people just weren't going to jail for corruption, right? right? <laughs> like, no, no, seriously, right? Yeah. They were just. It was just the system, right? It hasn't gotten more dodgy. Just. Uh, in fact, it's probably way cleaner, mm. right? Standards have since just moved left. so yeah, sorry, since I left. Standards have just moved so much further, so much further than where it was. So this idea, they ran Dirk. I mean, it was a lockup show between a handful of businessmen and politicians running a state like New Zealand. Again, nothing has changed. Um, now there's women involved too. Um, uh, where it was a corrupt. I mean, this is the rum call. But isn't a bit of corruption a good thing? Or at least isn't a bit. It's good for old. the heart. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I, th I think there's problems with you know with press gallery journalists getting Stockholm syndrome and you know getting yep. starry eyed about pollies and yeah, yeah, you know yeah, and, yeah. and maybe being too protective or maybe picking sides. They're all having sex. But at the same time, you know, is there? Any, we'll come back to that in a sec. <laughs> well, that's right. They are, and, and why shouldn't they? I mean, and I've you know I've gone out. Fucked a politician. And, well, okay, if you want to put it that way, but certainly like. Have you? Um, Without naming names, you know, not well, not a politician, but certainly, like I've had relationships with plenty of political staffers. Right? Or, no, I'm, I'm not that. Plenty. <laughs> some. So we want some. To be... some names suddenly. Some. I'm suddenly remembered. Yeah. Um, so they were we... proper relationships. Well, some of them might have. Some been. were, and some weren't. Some were just. But like, and like, you know, do I want do I want that everywhere? And do I, you know, I and. Can a politician not have an off the record conversation with a journalist anymore? You know, mm. can a poli can a politician not have you know Chatham House rules and and make a joke at a dinner without it then suddenly being oh my god he said this. Can't Joe Hildebrand just get sucked off in peace and quiet? 
<laughs> that is the big issue that we're going to confront on this first podcast. Joe, can I she ask wasn't you? That type of girl. Would you extend your poly fucking ways to a disgraced former senator? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that right now. There we go, <laughs> bringing people together. I am. Uh, I'm sure that if I. Yes, I've been with journalists. Yes, yes, actually, yeah. But but I mean, everyone has. This is the whole thing. Like everyone Have has. Have you ever with was... a politician, Age? Um. Sure. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone has to think about that. It, was longer like, than Google has no. to go through three billion <laughs> search no. history. I will say, um, does it count if they later became a politician? Yes. yes. Well, then it's a yes. Yeah, that, yes. but that's right. This is the thing. So where do you draw? Where do you draw the line? This is why I think Malcolm Turnbull's bonk ban was so utterly so crazy. It's ridiculous. So crazy. It's like you're telling people, and it's and it just makes it sexier. But it's, and it's but it's also the same as the the. The rules against the leadership changes, which I know, which which you put in, and I know, you know, like, but it's like saying we are so we got we are running the country. We are politicians. We are ministers. We are prime ministers. We are charged with running the country, mm. and yet we are clearly so incapable of exercising any individual judgment that we are going to have to put in rules about when we can and can't change leaders because we can't control ourselves, mm-hmm. and who we can and can't sleep with. Because we can't control ourselves. Yeah, but they can't control themselves. I, I, now, I, if you can't fuck someone or fuck over a leader, what is the point of <laughs> politics in the first place? If you get the bog ban. The bog ban was classic because Parliament House, there is more sex in Parliament House than I think any workplace in Australia. Is it true? Um, I heard when that all came out that the prayer room, yes. so rarely used, was actually... Well, that's the grinder hookup room. Everyone just fucked in right? it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Everyone just fucks... Well, it's not, I think it's, a, it's called the prayer and meditation room, right? right. They actually had to put, there was so much sex going on in there. They had to put a... Because they can't film in there either, right? You can't put a security camera in there because it's prayer <sighs> and meditation. So, that's what, brilliant. I'm going to film someone praying to... You know, Mecca or, you know, wherever, right? But if you're going to pray, let's be honest, most people pray in their own offices. So the prayer room became just where you go for your grinder hookups. Mm-hmm. And I think some non grinder hookups, but more uh-huh. the, you know, it was just the nature of the place just kind of lent itself to that. They had put a sign up in there if you see something suspicious, can you call parliamentary services? If you see something, say something. <laughs> a, the joke being the most suspicious thing that anyone, the most suspicious thing anyone could do in the prayer room was pray. <laughs> was there a window that opened in the uh, prayer room? Was there? It's still there, right? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. There are windows, right? Okay, but, so there's but, ventilation. No, 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 no. Yeah, there, no, 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 no. Window, no. It's ventilation because air conditioned. There's no outside air. Right? Cool. So the gla- windows are kind of a little. I mean, not that I've <laughs> been there that often. Um, the so these are the hours you shouldn't shouldn't go. Um, actually, the time that's most frequented is during question time because all the pollies are in the chamber. Yeah, and the staffers. So, know. are we to assume that if a politician isn't in question time? No, oh. I, think I, did, I don't think the pollies would do it in the prayer room. No, they've they? got their own offices. Yeah, so they've Staff. got, right, they've okay, got their own yeah. offices. They've got everything. Yeah, they've no, got no, it's office. all set up for them. They've got the couch, the folds out. It's, it's for the working. It's for the working people. You know. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. It's just, hey, hey, hey. Having affairs at Parliament House shouldn't just be limited to the politicians. That's <laughs> We're egalitarian about yeah, our Parliament yeah. House There's journos and staffers that are trying to get their rocks off too. That's right. That's why we have a, a Minister for Foreign Affairs. <laughs> no. oh, thank you, thank you, and good All right, so we're all very technological. We're digital natives. I'm on Twitter at AHKaylee if you want to follow me. Joe, what's your handle? Mine is Joe underscore Hildebrand because Joe's Twitter is pretty much just him defending whatever he wrote in News Limited that week. week. And just kidding. (laughs) The shit kicked out of him. I'm saying, if you just want to feel like good about yourself, why do you even engage? I don't know. I don't know. I always think it's, it's, I always think, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. And, but, then you just get the, th- the thing is okay. Firstly, everyone thinks that I'm just like just all in having got. I w- I would respond to maybe one percent of the How stuff. How much like shit do you get that's negative? That the one percent you respond to is a three hour. Uh, every time he puts out an article, right, for his news.com.au. The world has changed. So, firstly, yeah. you're a sellout for working for News Limited to begin with, like as far as they're concerned. It's News Corp. News Thank Corp. So, no Sorry. matter what you said, yeah. he's going to get attacked simply because it's News Corp, right? But then your other thing with your Twitter is you just engage with these fucking crazy people. I know, I know, I know. It's, it is- oh, it's not all unjustified, Joe. 
been some positions of yours recently that I have thought, hmm. In the prayer room? (laughs) Sam, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, My my Twitter, I think, is at Sam Dastiari. And I just block. I just block everyone pretty much these days. Um, But, yeah, you go on social media. You respond. Aussie politics, just leave that shit alone. In my defence, I'm usually drunk and... Separate That's pretty to, much it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, but no, no, but it is, it is a timeout. I'm, I'm mute a lot as well. And to be honest, like ninety percent of, okay. Firstly, when is the last time you have ever responded? Like, when's the last time you've ever left a comment on an opinion piece? Never. Never. Yeah. Exactly. Because sane people don't do it. If they like it, they hit like, or they if they think it's worth other people reading, yeah. they retweet this it. This doesn't explain why most, you engage. That is the most that most people would do, and it's it's the ones like. Why would you start a fight with a stranger online? So that is why I don't understand. But um, but and that is why you don't engage. But then sometimes some people who and and when I, when I say crazies, I'm talking about people with fancy titles. Like like a lot of the stuff was like you know there were academics or people who brag about how many degrees they've got. Like so just saying crazy stuff. People who clearly hadn't even read what I've written. And sometimes I think well sometimes these people need to be taken to what, school. Politicians and dick pics. Right. It became this thing for a while that was like this underground kind of movement thing where you send your local politician a picture of your dick, right? Yeah, well, and so I was getting heaps. That's cool. Right? I was getting heaps. Really? Yeah, I was getting heaps of dick pics, right? And I wasn't complaining. Just dicks? Well, um, you get a couple of, well, actually, we don't call them dick pics anymore because they're politically correct. We call them scrotos. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, oh. there, and there was a couple of vad shots. There was. From, I'm not yeah, going to lie. No, there, was that's, that's, that was and, and the yeah, there was a few. And back in the day, we can do it too. Back in the Snapchat, it was like a, a roulette. Yeah. You know? You're not sure what you're going to get. He might be a dick pic. He might be a bad shot. You know, hey, you're rolling the dice sometimes. Mm. Just but- drowning in cocks. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we should have called this podcast. Oh, <laughs> you always come up with it too late, don't I know, you? I know, drowning in cocks. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, but the female police, oh, my God, what they Just, get. Yeah. Like, oh, that's I thought I was getting... Uh, how many dick pics is too many, right? I think if you're getting more than five a day, you're getting a lot of dick pics, right? Randomly yeah, in your that, social that media. That feels feed. like. Yeah, well, that, 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 that's that's my hard rule. <laughs> right? Um, but, oh, I see what you did there. Uh, Sorry. Uh, uh, see, yeah. Even no, the slowest boat gets across the river eventually. But the female police are getting, like, Julia Gillard was getting all this weirdly sexual. Yeah, stuff. She was kind of, And it just is kind of really, like, yeah, the stuff I was getting as a male poly, I think people thought a lot of it was funny and some of it was funny. Like, I mean, I think it's stupid and it's kind of weird and it's a bit odd you'd want to send a picture of your dick to just someone who's on, you know, a politician, right? I think that's an odd thing to want to do. But it wasn't, like, sexually creepy or maybe just because I welcomed it. Um, But, no, the female police, they get some weird shit on social media. They get the Mm. really creepy stuff. They get the scary stuff. Yeah, and it is scary sometimes to get Well, you must in radio and TV, you must get a fair bit. Yeah, I have. We should compare. We should compare dicks. Um, yes, look, I have, and I think um, look because I think dicks are inherently hilarious, uh, and I think like I think everyone does. Sorry, I don't want that to sound like misandry or whatever. I think everyone, mm. you know, sending it- a dick, it's a funny thing. But so- there are in you know gender imbalances and power imbalances there where sending it to a man it can be funny, just. An unknown person sending a dick to a woman can come across as very threatening and very delegitimizing. Yeah, I think that's. that's Have you ever sent a dick picture? No. Neither. I just don't think it would help me get laid. Like I'm struggling enough as as a single man living in Sydney right now. I out there. Just put that out there. I struggle enough as it is. Can I tell you, as a woman, the difference is an unsolicited dick pic. Just don't do it. That's it's okay. horrific. Absolutely not. But it's a just solicited. Not an attractive, it's well, an it depends on how you do it. It depends on how you do it. There used to be a Tumblr called ratemydickpic.tumblr.com. Oh, really? It was run by I think she was a New Zealand writer, and she would encourage people to send in theirs, and she would critique them. But anyway, was it rating the dick or rating the artistic was, of the photo? It was rating the artistic value of yeah, the photo. Yeah, that's missing the point. So what I'm saying is I know that the dick they're not about the art. look as a woman. Well, Much to better to receive to be something nice, yeah, yeah, instead of just a, a big old log um, mm. taking up the frame. Sorry, big old was the wrong phrasing to use. But my point is... Depends who you're talking Unsolicited, about. no, thank you. Solicited in the context of a cheeky conversation, relationship, whatever, 
as long as it's not done yeah. in a sort oh, of like, so it is, there so it, it is. is way. It can, it so can as long be. As, it's, as long as there's foreplay. Yes, so as long it, as it's loose. It depends just, on context. I it just can be. I cannot envisage at a personal level a situation where me sending a picture of my dick to a woman or man, but woman because I'm heterosexual, is going to result in her more likely to sleep I've with definitely me. had like dirty... She like has sexy, to already want testies. to sleep with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just don't know. I just think the late, like, it's, it's like, it's yeah, like yeah, I don't understand of like, like anatomical, like, like up close, out close photos of like a vagina where it's like, like it could be anything. Like it could be like, it could be someone's, the back of someone's knee. Like I don't understand how, <laughs> like a boobs, boobs are attractive. Stop but for a I second. don't understand so how. A vagina can be the back of someone. <laughs> you are doing it wrong. No, wrong. <laughs> Joe is doing it wrong. But- let's bring ourselves back to topic here. Speaking oh, of was, dicks, yeah. technological dicks on Twitter. Oh, we won- oh, I see what she's about to do here. Radio professional. Speaking of segues, we want to look at the sort of biggest <laughs> um the political big- tweet of the week. Oh, tweet oh. of the week. And, yeah. And I think we landed on Scott Morrison's hashtag. It, he said it was back in the black, wasn't it? Not back in black. So, therefore, they ruined it already. Yes, they did. They did. Mm, Which I thought was quite racist to begin with, but keep going. Because I'm back in the black. Exactly. Yeah, no, the hashtag mean. was um, uh, building a, a better economy. So, so what was the picture? What was the tweet? So the tweet, it was um, uh, Scott Morrison sort of looking like a very sort of a, a, a Christian grey, Fifty Shades of Grey sort of protagonist. Well, he's a who, Christian. Well, so he's a Christian way. and he's going quite grey. But who'd had a really tough life. Like he looks yeah. like, a, he looks like, like a, a Bond he villain. He lo- um, he's doing his He best. does look like he's doing a shit in that photo. He does, oh. right? He, mate, this Ingen-y is purely... I studied art history looking at this photo. This That's all we're talking. Yeah, I'm not saying I have an issue with it. Okay. It was 2013. It there was a lot of sexual assaults I, in his. I block like a motherfucker. Yeah, but I'm, I don't block. I'm mute. So no, I'm, I'm sure there's up. people out there just going crazy right now, and I wish them all the best of luck. Um, but muting but, is good. But is a, is blocking a badge of honor? Like, do you say yes? They block me because like, you often get people saying, "I don't say, hey, care, really." You know, Julie Bishop blocked me. Or, yeah, gets, I can't imagine but, taking joy. Because getting it. kicked off to it is like the thing now, and it's kind of hard. Like you have to yeah. have done some bad shit to get kicked off. Do you know anyone who's got kicked off Twitter? Yes, but only for a week in terms of people I know personally within yeah. my life. Twitter banned him for a week. Yeah, oh. I had a couple. I, I don't report people, but I've had a couple of couple of trolls get banned on my, like, after said something about me or whatever, and other people reported them. I, I had, when I had this incident, it's going back a while, with, like, a bunch of, like, white extremists, and I had the Australian Federal Police came to me and said, hey, there's some stuff about you and your kids in some of these yeah. chat rooms Jesus. that we're actually worried about. Because I'm normally like, normally, yeah. you know, you, people say, oh, you're a fucking muzo, China-loving piece yeah. of shit. You're kind of like, oh, well, you know, that's just, you know, they've, they've Googled me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you sort of like not give them the satisfaction? Oh, that you just ignore a block. Yeah. Some, some of it gets a bit hurtful, right? Like some of it, but, but that was all fine. I said, oh, no, no, no. Someone has gone into this room. And posted your address, and they're talking about your kids. Oh, they doxed you. Right? Yeah, well, because then my my daughters are very, very they look very, very Anglo Anglo Celtic, yeah. right? I mean, you know, I'm not framing this well. They look very really white, right? but yeah. that is so creepy, right? right? And so they were kind of making an observation. Not that oh, your daughters look white. The fact that some <laughs> some Nazis trying that's to right, that's right. The next, uh, my next one, I have a guy piece is showing a real interest in their upbringing. Um, but um, so the put 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 it kind of there, and they came. As, sat down with me and the AFP came and they had a chat to me and said, look, just heads up, we're worried about this because mm. it's not just the normal, you know, people, apparently the people who will say, I'm going to kill you on social media are the people less likely to actually commit actually do studies. it, right. But in these kinds of white supremacist chat rooms, they're monitoring them, talking about your kids and your house mm. and that, yeah, you should. Yeah, no. I, had, I had the same. I had, years ago, I had a similar thing, but I didn't know what it was. But there, were, but we came across people. To, it was me and a, a guy who gave me some intel on some of these white supremacists again. And yeah, it was in a, a, a deep sort of chat room. Um, and they were saying, you know, does anyone know where this guy lives and blah, blah, blah. And I'm a player. And I, and I think there was... I don't think it was me. I think it was the other guy. But like they had, I think, his number plate or something. Jeez. So they were, they were trying... They're, you know they're working wow. towards it, and I actually think about it. I've had, um, I've had, and I'm sure it was directed at me. But I had someone in a, the house I used to live in have someone leave a turd 
Oh, wow. Oh. On the front doorstep. Jeez. And it was human. Oh, how do, how do you know? How can you tell? No, you can tell. I've, you can I've tell. had you a just, couple of shits on my it. doorstep as well. But I live really? in a I live oh. in a sort of converted warehouse, artsy building. It's, so it's usually just someone was at a party and couldn't find the toilet uh, and where at the end weird, of the weird no, world? No, I and, I, and I, like, obviously, it was a weird world when you just think, God, I just really hope a homeless person is shitting in my front yard. No, totally, because, because it makes you go, what have is, I done? Oh, my God. What, I've, got, I've, got, hey, I've got a lot of, like, people would send me, there's just this weird obsession with being Muslim, right? Like, I'm not the mm. world's worst non yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm like the world's, like, I'm non-practicing Muslim, right? Like, and weirdly, for the first time in my life, I'm not drinking. Um, but <laughs> that's right, the, the one time I'm <laughs> you not drinking. Terrorist. That's right, you terrorist. But they send me shit like, oh, they send, like, a piece of bacon in the mail yeah. to you. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird. I get a lot of, like, those kind of, and, yeah. and those hate letters, which are all, all of them in caps, right? Like people have written them out, angry, underline random words, verbose. It's oh. like a theme. I keep them all. Yeah. I've got a folder of all my hate mail. They fan mail. Why? I find it. I think give it to the cops or just burn it. Well, no, the cops don't want to see that stuff, right? Um, and I just keep all the like really interesting bits of hate that I get. Sounds. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I used I'm to, a sick fuck. I know, but I used I? to. I'm I'm sick. Not, it's not quite the same, but I used to not block or mute people because I thought. Oh well, free you know, information free, deserves to be well, free. free speech, but, yeah. You know, but like, um, like I don't want to stop anyone saying shit. But like, I thought, oh, well, I sort of need to know what's going on or whatever. But yeah, and so I actually do not think that is true. I, I completely I was... changed my mind about it because otherwise, because it is not, it is not actually a representation. No. So it is, it is a tiny like again, like, okay. like but, I might yeah. get, a, I might get a hundred. Say I get a hundred, and people say, "Oh my god, you get so much shit and everything." The truth is, I actually don't. Like, I would not get probably. I don't get as much as you. Um, and, and, and of the, you know, say I get like a hundred comments and I respond to 10 of them to anyone who's like looking at my face and going, oh my God, it's not that. Yeah, look at it. But there'll be, you know, a hundred likes or a hundred retweets. There'll be a hundred thousand people who have read the article. There'll be, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Kevin used to read them. Yeah. Kevin used so to torture himself with social media. And he, Bill. And look what happened. Shorten. I can't speak to the libs because I don't know what they're like privately, right? Shorten never. Shorten doesn't even have access to them. He goes, no, I don't know. So he hmm. posts. You notice his Twitter engagement, right? And someone's maybe do better or worse. I think he does it quite well. But he will put things out there, right? Yeah. And sometimes they'll do a bit of engagement. But but for his own, he goes, he goes, why? Mm. Why would I do this to myself, yeah. right? He goes, in fact, the people that you need to win over to win an Australian election are normally people who are voting to avoid a fine. The people who will engage you on social media. Are not undecided exactly. voters. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, and I think that's the difference the, between Bill and Kevin. Bill is a pragmatic machine man, and mm. Kevin is, has a bit of a god complex. Mm. And so mm. I reckon that tells you. But it just it sends you crazy. It sends you crazy. Well, I think I think you'll find that Turnbull had to switch it off. He yeah. used to engage, and he was laughed, and he and he's back to now. engaging now. Yeah. And yeah, it's, he is. He is. Yes. Having mixed That's how reviews. You can tell he's been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's, but this is this is the thing. And so you sort of, I mean, you kind of have to. And and part of me sort of thinks, like, okay, mute and everything. Part of me sort of thinks, if you say people well, just don't engage, just don't engage. It's kind of like telling women, well, if you don't want to be assaulted, don't walk the streets at night. Like it's you know, mm, I, I think see it, where it you're is, coming from so there. Much but... Part of, but it is so much part of the public sphere. You can't really, you can't be engaged in public life. Yeah. And you know, just turn it off. Yeah. Because that's where the public life is. That's where the the town square is. So it's the same thing as saying, "Well, don't go to the town square." So you're likening it to uh, so sort of like want, a, it's like a, saying, "If you don't want to get abused, don't go to the forum." So kind of like a harm minimization things that are offered to people who should not have to be dealing with that kind of thing in the first place. Is that where you're well, it's, coming it's, it's from? A, I think it's a, I think it's a bit rough to say and. You know, and to be honest, if you want to continue the analogy, like, yeah, of course you do have to be a bit sensible if you're out and about and, yeah. you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be too reckless in life with anything, you know, you don't want to. But know. we shouldn't have to be but that you careful. Should, but yeah. that doesn't mean we should be able you should to just walk have to cop it. Cool. That's, this is what you should expect. Yep. And that's and that's the issue either. You know, yes, there are. And so I think, you know, well, fuck the abusers. You know, maybe they should get taken down. Or maybe not. So I does that mean care. you're going to start blocking? No. Nah. No. no, because if you block, then you think block gives them power. I, th I think some people have it as a badge of honor. Yeah, and, that's and true. You, like you can see it. Like some people openly yeah. brag about it. But also, if you just mute them, they're just there, just wasting their time typing away, mm. and just literally 
just wasting precious or you know, as for the sort of people, not that precious, but just <laughs> wasting minutes of their lives that they're never going to get back. They're going to die having done fewer useful things with their life because they've been sitting there just literally saying shit to nobody and not okay. being heard. You, okay. you, wow, there's you, so much you, anger here, isn't there? You You'd make them. a great politician. You That's hate well <laughs> enough. You, I know, I know. you got to hate. You got, oh, you have to hate. You have to hate. You have to you hate. hater? Am I a hater? Well, you hate um, Scott Morrison. Uh, well, look, uh, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> I It was 2013. Things were yeah, He's not Scott Morrison. We're talking about ScoMo. ScoMo, <laughs> sorry. He's a top bloke. I, uh, I don't know if I would call myself a hater. I'm not going to – I couldn't say that I'm not a hater because, of course, there are things that I hate as a normal person. How do we define hater? I don't know. I will pathologically sit there and plot people's downfalls for years and years yeah. on end. I guess that would call me – I think I, find me as a hater. Yeah, <laughs> I, if I can't sleep – I will sometimes think about everyone who has ever wronged me. Mm. And, yes, there will be the occasional sort of uh, but it's also, isn't, downfall adjacent thoughts. But dwelling on um, dwelling on evil is actually an evolutionary asset, isn't it? Isn't the whole thing? The reason why there's ne- human beings' brains have negative bias is because it's more important for you to say you're, you're a caveman and there's 10 different paths to the river that you have to go, that you can go down every day to get your water, right? Now, one of those paths has a saber-toothed tiger on it. It's more important that you remember the one path that has the tiger on it that could kill you than the nine paths where you'll be fine. And why you've so, so it's, and so, so it's people to look out for. So you look out for signs. Okay, all right, this person hates me. This person hates me. And then you know that next obvious step is to kill them. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Why are you worried about the saber tooth? I'm just trying to rat fuck the next person in politics. But sure, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's the same thing, almost. Look, thanks so much for uh, spending however long you've spent with us listening to I'm Usually More Professional. I want to thank mum, my was, sister. I was thanking our literally tens of listeners uh, for tuning in on I'm Usually More Professional. This has been a disgraceful it's, podcast. Uh, I was gonna say, mate, you've got to drop the word. You've, you've dropped it like 50 really times in the one up. You're really And a big congratulations to Sam. He just got one of his clients over the line during the making of this podcast. Literally. They did. <laughs> Literally, been like texting them I right tell you, now. This is the best disgraced former senator <laughs> I have ever worked with. I'm A.H. Kaylee, Joe Hildebrand, Sam Dastiari. Since Mark Olson died, I'm right up there in your list, aren't I? Too soon. Even, even higher. Even higher. He's been fucking dead for years. See Thank you, you next so much. time for a bigger disgrace.